0: Hello and welcome to the Show Up Dad. This is a podcast for hardworking fathers looking to level up their fathering skills and be more than just a paycheck or provider for the home. Today, I'd like to welcome Cyril Ontai III, otherwise known as Zeus. Cyril is a journeyman lineman. He is 29 and he lives in Hawaii with his wife and two beautiful children, Jax and Aiko. Okay, recently, Surreal was a part of a highly acclaimed television show, Tough as Nails, season two. It was aired on CBS, where he had a chance to represent Hawaii and high-voltage lineman Nason White. Thanks for coming on to the show, brother. I'd like to have you start things off by giving our listeners a little background on yourself and, you know, talk about how you played at the Football Naval Academy and et cetera, brother.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, thanks for having me on the show, first of all. Um, so, you know, my story is, um, basically, you know, I've been an athlete my entire life <clears throat> from a young age. Uh, you know, the, actually the first year that I played football, I broke my arm, my very first year I broke my arm and I never wanted to play football again. And, you know, my dad kind of just threw me in there again, like, oh, you're going to play, let's go. Sorry playing football again. And I was good at it. And, you know, since that point, since I got past that point, you know, I took it to the high school level where I was a standout athlete. I became an uh, All-American strong safety, <clears throat> and I was a All-State running back. Um, you know, I got good grades in high school, and I was able to get a scholarship to the Naval Academy, where I played um, football as a running back um, up until my sophomore year. So, <clears throat> after your sophomore year. Uh, you have to sign a five-year commitment to the military um, after you graduate. I decided that I wanted to come home. Um, just because I felt like the military life wasn't for me. I was more, I was always uh family-oriented, you know, mm-hmm. kind of guy. I I, I always wanted, wanted my own family. And, you know, with being in the military and the constant deployments, I didn't think it'd ever be possible. So I stepped out of the military, continued my um, education in Hawaii. And, you know, maybe about two years in uh, or two years into my education down here in Hawaii, uh, I got into um, the electrical union. And that actually came about because my dad always pushed me towards the trades. You know, Um, my dad always told me like, hey, you can get your degree, but it's not gonna guarantee you a job after, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> pick up a trade because there's an opportunity to make be a young journeyman. And you know, I took him up on that and I applied. I got into the electrical union and two years into the electrical union, um, a spot opened up at the utility where I work at now. I applied as a senior helper or groundsman and I got the position and that's when I jumped straight into line work, uh, did about a year and a half of groundsman work. I finally got indentured as an apprentice. <sighs> um, now I'm a journeyman lineman, um, going nine, nine years now into the company and yeah, I'm looking at other opportunities.
0: Man. Yeah. The reason why I asked you on here, brother, is because not only are you're a lineman, you know what I mean? Which is totally awesome. I'm a lineman myself. Um, the reason why I asked you is because I was looking at Instagram and I saw this beautiful video you posted with one of your children, right? And it was sliding down this waterfall. Mm-hmm. And I believe the mm-hmm. caption wrote that your parents would tell you, you'll never know how much we love you and how now you understand that feeling, having children of your own. In what yeah. ways do you believe fatherhood has changed you for the better? Cyril?
1: Dude, fatherhood has changed me for the better. Um, you know, I can't even put into words how much, you know, my father being a part of my life and how not just being a part of my life, but my dad was so involved in my life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like involved to the fullest. Um, And how that's helped me is, you know, my dad, my dad never let me take shortcuts in life. First of all, Mm. everything was, you know, earned. Um, he taught me to appreciate little things from a young age. Right. Um, you know, always telling me how blessed we are. he, uh, he always put me in uncomfortable situations. And I, I think that's where I, I had a lot of my growth Mm -hmm. is he would always challenge me to do things that I didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. For example, like, you know, when we would go to like football camps, right he would like it's little stuff like him telling me be first in line he's like step up and be first in line don't let anybody go in front of you you know yeah he always told me be he always told me be the leader so and you know just small stuff like that that habit started at that age and i was probably like in middle school and i didn't understand it back then because i was really at that age i was timid you know and I was unsure of myself as far as where I, where I fell on the leadership spectrum or, you know, so he, he always told me that like be first. And, uh, you know, it just, eventually that little practice stuck with me my entire life. Be first, be first, be first. Don't let anybody be in front of you up until now where like, I'm just so confident in being the leader, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm so, I'm confident in myself to step up. And try, even if I don't know the answer. But I know I'm going to find the answer, you know. <clears throat> so I, I feel like my dad really set the foundation for um, helping me find my confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but besides that, you know, everything like accountability, mm-hmm. commitment. You know, commitment was a big thing to my dad. He always told me, hey, do not tell anybody that you can do something mm-hmm. if you can't do it. And if you're going to do it, you go all in and you go all the way, mm-hmm. you know, he always told me your word is gold. Mm-hmm. He said, your word is gold. Once you, once you lose, once you lose, you know, once you say something and you don't do it, you're going to lose that person's trust. So, <clears throat> and I can go on and on about all the things my dad taught me, but I think fathers play a huge role, you know, in children in general. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you believe that all these things that your father showed you and, and was an example for you do you believe that you're be able to implement that in your children's lives and in fatherhood and and by going through that did that change you
1: oh yeah no doubt so you know the way my father raised me was was so awesome and that i'm trying to you know apply it to to how i raise my kids and you know being a lineman, we work some pretty, uh, the hours are just nonstop. It could be anytime; you can get called out anytime. So, um, one of the things I realized is when I look back at when my father was raising me, my dad was always home. He made sure he was home so he can, you know, train me for sports. He can coach me. I'm finding that, you know, as a father and as a, as a lineman, Mm-hmm. It's, it's not only hard to find the time, but it's also hard to be 100% all in when you get home because you're tired from work, right? Yes. <clears throat> so it amazes me on how my dad was able to do it back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad was an, an electrician for um, the same company that I work for now. But he would come home and he would, right when he gets home, change his clothes, boom, he's outside with me throwing ball or, you know, lifting weights, coaching me. Mm -hmm. And now, now that when, you know, when I come home, (sighs) when I come home, um, you know, I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired. And I I try to, I try to give myself that little energy to, Mm -hmm. you know, Go outside and throw a ball with my son. But it usually turns into just taking them to the playground.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Well, but yeah,
0: it gives you a whole different perspective on how hard men were back in the days, right? And oh yeah, they, they, they definitely set the bar
1: for us, seriously. Yes. You yes. know. Um so the, I mean I go ahead. No, no, I mean, so that's something that pushes me too, is every time like I'm tired, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm just like just, you know, just take them somewhere, go out and play with them. Because the fact that my dad was able to do it when I was a kid, it's Mm. like, there's no excuses. There's no excuses really, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. I I totally agree with you, brother. I was reading that according to the national fatherhood initiative, right? That's uh, what our fatherhood program is based off of. Okay. It said that 33% of Hawaii's children are growing up without their biological father present. Why do you think that's taking place, brother?
1: You know, in Hawaii, I would say in my experience Mm. that, you know, it happens that way because kids aren't ready yet. You know, they're having children Mm. at a very young age. And, you know, at that age, you're just in love, right? And... Mm you you're not really planning on making a commitment to anyone, right. and next thing you know, a baby comes along. Mm-hmm. and it, the bottom line is just when they' when you're that young, nobody is responsible enough to take care of a child, and you're not even really responsible enough to take care of yourself. <clears throat> so I think it's just a maturity thing. Mm. Um, you know, besides that, we have uh, a lot of You know, the poverty rate in Hawaii is growing. Yeah. Um, And then you just have divorces. So, but besides that, I would say the number one is definitely kids getting, you know, having children at a young age when they're not ready.
0: Kids having kids. Yeah, I could see that totally. You know what I mean? You get caught up in, you know, and we all did it right. We get caught up in our, our feelings and our lusts and whatever else. And next thing you know, we don't really measure the consequences of, of our actions. You know what I mean? And next yeah. thing you know, you're thrown in this predicament and it's like, Hey, what do I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. So our, I wanted to ask you, brother, what are some practical steps fathers can take to improve their effectiveness in the household with their marriage and with their children?
1: Um, you know i would say some necessary steps mm-hmm. uh, the first step you can take is just be there you no. know be there um put the phone down and just talk with your kids talk with your wife it's harder you know it's harder it's 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 harder to do or what am i trying to say <clears throat> it's uh easier said than done yeah. you know uh like I said I come home I'm tired and I just just push myself to get that Mm -hmm. time in because you know with our um really obscure time schedules that we can be working any minute I'm home is a minute that I could be spending with my kids so Mm -hmm. I always try and uh you know like I said take them to the playground or something I know when I come home my wife is you know, she's tired too. Oh, yeah. So I, and you know, it's (laughs) her job watching the kids all day is Mm -hmm. probably just as tough or tougher than mine (laughs) Mm -hmm. because kids are a handful. So I make it a point when I come home to, you know, if my wife wants to stay home, I'll take the kids. Mm -hmm. I'll take them out just so she can have that little hour break or whatever it is. And I just enjoy the time with my kids. But yeah, that's the first step is just be there, you know, and, um, you know, uh, unconditional love is a father's greatest gift to their kids. Yes. And, you know, you, you can always be there for your kids, always protect your kids. Um, but at the same time, hold them accountable and, you know, when they're wrong, they have to know they're wrong, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's the biggest thing. Unconditional love, I would say. And I love my kids to death. Yeah. So it's pretty easy for me.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And then how beautiful your children are, brother. I can't yeah. believe you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Do you believe that fathers respond best when they have a mission in life? What, what I've noticed, Cyril, is that a lot of times fathers, it's not that they want to be bad dads, right? It's a lot of times we never had a good role model, right? in our own lives as our fathers. And then number two, we kind of lose our inclination. You know, we lose our way. So do you believe if we have a mission that that actually helps fathers, like with the mission in life, like, Hey, I want to be a better dad. You know what I mean? Do you think that helps? Do you think they respond better to that?
1: Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, You know, my mission in life from the beginning was to always be a father. Mm -hmm. My mission from the beginning was to always, I always wanted a daughter, you know? And, you know, Mm -hmm. back when I was young, that's just a goal that I had. And then, uh, you know, actually having my kids, I realized how difficult it is to have kids, you know? Yeah. But this was always my dream. And, you know, my dream finally came true. And you know it's like, wow, you guys are hard, man. <laughs> but, like, but you know it. It when you have a mission and or when you set goals, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would say it definitely, um, it would definitely help with, uh, I guess, uh, the development of your kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, kids respond. Um, kids respond well to that kind of stuff. They can, you know, if, if, if you're outputting, I guess that, um, that, uh, you know, the fact that you want to be a better father and whatnot, I, I, yeah, I think, I think uh, the kids definitely feel it.
0: Yeah. I think they pick up on it too. When they see that you're actually putting in the work as I call it, you know what I mean? When you're, When you're being engaged, committed, and responsible to your kids, I believe they pick up on it. And I just want to, you know, give you a brief example is uh, with my daughter, I was on the road most of the time. Okay. She's 14 years old. She's in high school now. And uh, she sees now that I'm home. It's, it's been hard, you know what I mean? That I, I'm doing this other career now. And uh, she's not used to me being home. You know what I mean? She's always Ooh. wondering if I'm going to leave, if I'm going to leave. So that was very detrimental in our relationship, you know what I mean but she sees how much hard work I'm putting into our relationship to grow it, to be a yeah. father for her, to be engaged, you know what I mean and, and, and committed to her to, to actually not just be this dictator telling her, you need to do this, you need to do this, right, but someone yeah. who actually cares. you know one of the one of the biggest things I think people need to understand, even this goes in the workplace, right? is people mm-hmm. need to feel like they're listened to, like they're heard. More than ever now, you know what I mean? And yeah. when you just blow off your child or whatever, like how I did in the past, you know what I mean? It just totally just crushes them.
1: Yes, it does. I I agree 100% and you know, I can feel that like I'm I'm not the I'm not a perfect father no. and you know, the older my kids get, you know, they know when I'm not paying attention to them.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: like my son, if I'm on my phone, he'll take my phone and he'll run. <laughs> 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 he'll take my phone and he'll run and uh, he'll like toss it or hide it somewhere
2: mm-hmm.
1: because he's so smart, you know? And it, it, I'm glad he does that because it reminds me, like, dude, get off your phone, you know? Because at the end of the day, when you lay in bed and you think about it,
2: mm-hmm. did
1: you spend enough time with your kids? Or were you on your phone more than you were, you know, than more than you gave your kids attention? Mm-hmm. And by that time, you know, you can feel bad about it, like, oh man, I'm gonna do better tomorrow. But the bottom line is, it's too late. You know, you already mm-hmm. lost that time. You lost that day. So you can't wait till tomorrow. You can't. Mm.
0: Yeah, because you know tomorrow. You know, tomorrow never comes, right? It, it can never. We don't know when we're gonna leave. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think that's awesome that you said that. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you this, brother. Do you believe fathers need to hear how important they are to their children? And they need to hear that their very presence is the best gift that a child can have.
1: Yeah. I, I, I do think fathers need to know um, how crucial they are, you know, in the development of their kids. And, you know, some people might need that, um, you know, that maybe that reinsurance from their wives or whatever it may be just to know that, you know, they're doing a good job, mm-hmm. um, how important they are in their kid's life. I know for me, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes like my wife would tell me, you know, a hey, good job, like you're such a great dad. My wife tells me that. And, you know, I'm just like, it, it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a little reassurance um, that I am doing a good job. And I, I hope she'd be honest with me both ways. Like if I wasn't doing a good job, I yeah. want to know that, too, you know, because, you know, fathers, we get caught up. We're ambitious and we're always trying to find new things. Our brains never stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy to get lost in it. And that's why we have our wives to check us. You know, my wife is she's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. She's. My biggest supporter in all the, you know, stupid things that I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. She was always there just to say, Oh, good job, you know. But she'll also tell me when I'm messing up. So yeah, behind, like they say, behind every good man is a mm-hmm. you know, great wife, great supporter. And that is true.
0: Mm. Yeah, I always I always like that saying, you know, and I also like to kind of change it a little bit these wives, they're not just behind us. They're right, right beside us. You know what I mean? They're there yep. walking life every step of the yep. way with us. You know what I mean? Especially yes. being linemen, I mean, we wouldn't be able to do our jobs, dude, if we didn't have them strong yep, and, and exactly. at the house. Cause it takes, you know, and I just want to give props to line wives out there. I mean, their job is hard, bro. I mean, we leave yeah, it is. during holidays <laughs> You know, I, I've been called off to hurricanes, ice storms, you name it, brother. You know what I mean? Yep. Mo- you know, even when I went to the utility, because I'm was i a construction hand, mm-hmm. and I've worked at utilities, and I've worked at co-ops both, you know, and uh, you're never home, dude. No. I mean, even when I worked at the utility, I was working a, a swing shift, so I didn't get to eat dinner with my kids, you know, yep. and, and that time you can't get back. So mm-hmm. going back to what I was saying, it, it definitely takes a strong woman with a strong backbone to be able to, to handle the household. You know when we're out there trying to provide for them,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. 150% dude. Like without my wife, none of what I do would be possible. No. And yeah, not, not at all. Like, you know, when I get that call out at whatever, 10 in the mor 10 at night, mm-hmm. one in the morning, like, she just says okay like it's never a problem you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know even being on the tough is show mm-hmm. i was gone for six weeks i had no contact with my family so i mean that's what i mean she's just awesome you know
0: no absolutely brother now surreal looks like you had a great role <laughs> model growing up with your father right Can you share with the audience what your father taught you that kind of sticks with you today and that you would share with your kids?
1: Yeah. um, You know, I, my dad has always taught me, like I said, you know, he's taught me how to step up and be a good leader. I would say Mm -hmm. Um, um, every action has a reaction Mm -hmm. use your words um Mm -hmm. wisely you know and appreciate the little things in life so my dad besides all of that I would say the number the most the biggest uh I guess knowledge that my dad has passed on to me or the biggest thing that I have picked up from my father Mm -hmm. is to stay stay humble you -hmm. know my dad was a very modest man. And you can ask, like if you ask anyone about my dad, they're going to tell you, he's like one of the coolest guys they ever met, you know? And I was the same way growing up. It didn't matter to me, you know, whether I was a standout athlete, I still hung out with the gamers, you know, like Mm -hmm. it, I would say the one thing that took me, you know, I feel like I've, I've lived a pretty blessed life, my entire life and opportunity after opportunity, after opportunity, it, it just came about on its own, you know? Mm -hmm. And the biggest reason why is because throughout my entire life, I always treated people well, Mm. you know, I, I, I was always, I was always a humble person growing up myself. And I just treated everybody well, no matter no matter what my status was, you know. Yeah, I would go out, I would go out of my way to you know pick up the kids who didn't really fit in with the crowd, you know, and try and pull them in and to hang out with the crowd, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> and that just having that attitude um, just kept opening doors for me in life. And my dad, he is uh, the director. He's a director of his department at the company that I work for now. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't even matter to him. Like he treats everyone the same. And to put that into perspective, like I have, uh, you know, coming up as an apprentice, there were crew leaders, there were journeymen in the field. You know how it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it could be rough. You got to have thick skin. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my dad being a director and still treating everyone with respect, that just always amazed me, you know? And that's a good leadership quality to have. You know, you don't want to be a leader that, uh, um, gets the, um, I guess gets the attention of his subordinates by instilling fear. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just not, that's just not me. And that's something that my dad did not teach me. You know, he taught me that, and you know, if, if for me, I rather go 150% for the crew leaders that treat me well, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go 150% for. The cruelty that treat me like you know, yeah, like nothing, like a red it's just hand. not. Yeah, it's just one, it's not motivating at all, it's not inspiring, you know. Mm-hmm. So, why am I gonna want to do something for you? It's just but that, yeah, I'll say my dad is always taught me to stay humble, and yeah. um, yeah,
0: and and I think that's something that's missed in today's youth, you know what I mean? Being humble, you know, we live in this this uh, social media world where everybody's always posting something about this or that or this you know what mm-hmm. i mean and and that just starts breeding a, a level of anxiety you know i was listening to this uh, one doctor who was talking about how the comparison you know what i mean people are always comparing themselves on social media and it start starting mm-hmm. to lead to anxiety disorders and also starting to lead to men getting depressed, right? Because they're, they're thinking themselves, man, they have a nice house. They have this. Why this? I'm over here busting my butt. Nothing's happening. You know what I mean? In reality, men are taught from a very young age. You know what I mean? There's no such thing. Don't, don't be depressed. You know, get up. You know, dust the dirt off, kid. You know what I mean? Come on, get back in the game. So, we don't even know as men how to really process these thoughts of depression. So when we suppress that, it starts coming out in anger and Mm -hmm. rage, you know, and I think that's where society is now today, because men, you know, through this comparison and stuff like that, through social media and, and not being humble, you know, and, and getting this whole, you know, vicious circle, all of a sudden, we're wounding up with with men that are depressed, men who don't know how to process it, and men who are starting to turn that 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 depression into an anger you know what i mean and then we start acting that out on our families and our kids who don't deserve that at all you know
1: hey david can you hear me
0: yeah yeah what's up yeah i got you
1: no no yeah i agree you know social media it's a it's a scary thing um definitely not a platform for children i mean no. just because like you said it can cause that anxiety right the, the comparison is always there
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just you know it's just toxic even uh, not for children but for men our age um it can be toxic just because like you said the comparison mm-hmm. and i mean the bottom line is you know there's a lot of people who you know it, it might Instagram might start through a passion but you know in the end it be it slowly translate you know the underlying reason of all their posts are look at me you know and then it it's hard to gain followers honestly like the only reason why I was able to I would say gain a following is because you know that it was my passion and I just feel like you know if you're not true about your passion. If you're not true about your posts mm-hmm. and the real underlying reason of it all is because you want people to know who you are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it people feel that like subconsciously. Yep. People feel that like they know that okay, he's just posting this because he wants to say a little spiel about himself or you know, mm-hmm. and you, it's it's just not going to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how for me was my biggest thing when I started my Instagram is. I always wanted to show what lineman did because mm-hmm. in Hawaii, especially, nobody in Hawaii knows what a lineman is. No. So, so my thing was, oh man, I want I want a platform where I can showcase what linemen in Hawaii do, and hopefully, um, everyone in Hawaii would know what a lineman is, just like they know what a firefighter is, mm-hmm. just like they know what a policeman is, just like they know what a doctor is. Um, I was able to accomplish accomplish that you know but my posts were never like hey look at me you know like Mm -hmm. but yeah that's the biggest thing with social media is there's this there's this uh, you know need to feel accepted and this need to you know get your Mm -hmm. name out there Mm -hmm. but yeah,
0: It's it's not about that. You're absolutely right. And I agree with you. I think right now, more than ever, people are looking for people that are authentic, right? You know, I, I don't know how many times I hear people saying, oh, be your authentic self, be your authentic self. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. holds true. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think people can really pick up on the vibe you're throwing. You know what I mean? If it's yeah. good or bad, you know what I mean? If you're mm-hmm. craving that attention, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how many times I see, women in general who are posting all this stuff on, um, Hey, Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know what I mean? it's like, man, are you not getting the attention you deserve at home? You know, that's the real question. I mean, I'm, I'm being real here. You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking in my head. It's like, where's your husband at? You know what I mean? Isn't he not giving you the attention that you need? You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, now going back to that. Okay. We work in a trade. Okay. Where there is no room for complacency. Complacency kills. We both understand that, right? Yep, yep. Okay. So this also holds true in fathering and being a husband as well. Okay. If we get complacent, we run the risk of becoming comfortable and vulnerable. Okay. How do you keep from becoming complacent in, the, in your marriage and with your children?
1: First of all, like you said, um, and it's funny because everyone that asks me, um, you know, what's the most dangerous part about your job, mm-hmm. I always tell them, you get complacent, you're gonna die.
2: Yep. And
1: it's the, you know, it it, it translates here to the household because, um, you know, well, first first of all, it's really not like me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my wife to death, you know, and it's hard for me to become complacent with her. I'm, I'm genuinely always happy. You know, just when I come home, I get to see my wife. It's like the best part of my day because I get to wind down and I get to talk to her, you know, uh, with my kids, I find myself, it's, it's easy for me to become complacent with my children only because, um, you know, my mind's just going, I'm thinking about other things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said before, sometimes you're present, but you're not present. And mm-hmm. that's when you're going to be complacent, you know, So um, the way, like, for me to avoid complacency, just be involved, like, like I said before, just put the phone down, you know, Mm -hmm. I made it a, I made it a point to, you know, I tuck my phone away now and I Mm -hmm. just hide it. I I don't, I just leave it away. And for me, that, that helps so much, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I can be engaged with my kids. I can be engaged with my wife. I don't care what the score is, you know, (laughs) I'm not watching, I'm not watching NBA or college ball. Um, that, that alone helps a lot, man. Um, (sighs) you know, when you feel like you're getting complacent, get out of the house and do something with your kids, Mm. go, get out of the house and do something with your wife. When I feel like I'm getting complacent, Mm I grab my keys and I just say, let's go. My wife is like, where are we going? I'm like, I don't know. Let's go. (laughs) It's like that every time, man, like, cause like I said, I value the time with my kids. I value the time with my wife, but Mm -hmm. I know that I have those complacency, you know, at times I get complacent Mm -hmm. or, you know, at times I just want to watch the game. That's when I'm like, I can't like, what is watching a game going to help me do? Like, how's that Mm going to make me a better father? How's it going to make me a better husband? It doesn't, that's, that's precious time that you're losing with your kids, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's when I tell my wife, you know, let's go, let's mm. go. So I just grab the keys. Let's get in the car. Oh, where are we going? I have no idea. Let's just go. Mm.
0: I, I really <laughs> like that. I catch myself doing that too. You know, my, my yeah. wife, she's like, well, where are we going? You know, everything is locked down because you know, we're here yep. in New, Me- New Mexico and we're pretty, uh-huh. pretty much locked down. We're worse than California. And uh, thank you, governor. And um uh, <laughs> So with that being said, you know, we get in the vehicle and we just drive, you know what I mean? Whether it be going through one of the neighborhoods or whatever, you know, yeah. try to go for a hike or whatever. It, yeah. It's true. You know, it gets your head clipped back in, like we call, it, you know, yeah. stay, stay clipped in. You know what I mean?
1: It does. Because, I mean, even, you know, if, even if you don't know where you're going, you're going to find a place to go. Mm-hmm. But at least you're not, you know, sitting on the couch at home uh, watching a game that is going to give you no value to life. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to make you anything better. So you might as well grab the keys, get in the car, and you can just drive around, play Mm -hmm. songs, sing with the kids, but at least you'll be getting valuable time with your family, you know?
0: Man, that's so much fun too. When you just like go on a little road trip and you know, you you turn on the radio and you start singing old school songs or whatever you know, the kids are looking at you like, Dad, what's wrong with you? You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Just being being goofy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Hmm. As
0: linemen, we have to adapt on the fly most of the time, right? Nothing ever Mm -hmm. really works out to plan, okay? We have to overcome. How have you used this tactic to adapt to changes in your family, brother? Like having a new baby, a new work schedule, stuff like that, you know what I mean? A shift change?
1: Yeah. um, As linemen, you know, the biggest trait that we have that carries us throughout life is we are adaptable. Mm -hmm. that that that, that's just like bread and butter for us you know that's something we're known for we can adapt on the fly we can adapt to any situation you know um being you know let me just say before i became a father Mm
2: -hmm.
1: my life was totally different yeah and um if that totally different person had raised my kids they would be going in the, right, um, the wrong direction right now. Yeah. Um, I, I was dealing with a lot of stuff. I was doing a lot of, you know, things that, uh, you know, I was at a young, immature time in my life, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, when I had my kids, it was the, the biggest blessing in my life. That was the biggest turning point for me. Mm-hmm. That's when, uh, you know, I started to say, I need to change my life mm-hmm. because this isn't, this isn't healthy for my children, you know? So, you know, the after work bar sessions at to stop, you know, the going out on the weekends at to stop, <clears throat> not only for my kids, but because my wife, you know, she needed me there. So, you know, like I said, linemen, we have the ability to adapt to anything, but the I would say the most challenging part or the most challenging thing I ever had to adapt to Mm -hmm. was probably when I had my kids. But, you know, when I finally did adapt, it was the biggest, um, the biggest step I've ever taken in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Adapting to my kids, you know, getting married and having my wife, I would say, you know, adapting to that took a little more time, but, you know, once, once I adapted that was it like now I'm just all in 110 percent um yeah
0: it's almost like you had that catalyst you know that catalyst in your life actually caused this change in you right to grow as a man you know (laughs) and uh you got a new vision a a a new plan if you will right yeah and you're like okay this is happening. I adapted. I'm using what I've learned as alignment to adapt to this change, right? Mm-hmm. We all know change is painful, right? Yep. It's, it causes growth. It's like working out, you know, yeah. you're working out that muscle and it gets yep. sore. Why? Mm-hmm. So it can grow, right? And that's exactly yep. what change is, you know, and it's, it's good yep. to see that you utilized that same adaptability that you, you take from line work into your family dynamic and you're able to mm-hmm. To adapt to the problems that rise up in life, you know what I mean, and it's pretty awesome yep. to see that, you know what I mean. One of uh, yes, one for of, sure. One of the things my old man used to always tell me is, uh, you know, learn from other people's mistakes, right? So it's 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 pretty cool to see other people who have gone before, and you're just like, okay, I do not want to go down that road, I do not want to go that road, you know what I mean? I want to go this yep. road, you know what I mean? And I think that's important exactly. as a man to be able to, to recognize those things. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something I definitely recognize. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of put into words, like to me, like I owe it to my kids because mm. they, you know, they pulled me out of the mess that I was in, you know, whether they know it or not, um, they really helped change my life around and now it's, you know, my, my turn to show them the appreciation you know mm-hmm. and i'm just trying to steer them in the right direction
0: hmm. i like that you said that that's that's pretty interesting how they changed your life for the better and yeah wow that that's that's really cool brother um i wanted to ask you surreal we all know that line work is hard work right and it takes good work ethic right <clears throat> yes. so how have you used that hard work ethic to better the life of your family without having to sacrifice them as a priority? <clears throat>
1: Just having uh, Sorry. Can you repeat the, uh, Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, brother. Okay. No. So, so we all know that, right. Hard work okay, having a hard work ethic to better the life of your family without having mm-hmm. to sacrifice them as a priority. You know, we work hard for our families and stuff like that, right? A lot yeah. of times, a lot of linemen, and, and you know, I'm just going to say me, prime example, we are working hard for our families and we sometimes forget about our families. They kind of take a back seat. So how do yeah. you have that good work balance to where they don't take a backseat to
1: yeah um so you know like i said when i was uh when i first had my kids the adapting took some Mm -hmm. time because i was used to working seven days a week Mm -hmm. i would work um saturdays and sundays i would work you know all the night work i would work all the overtimes Uh, and you know when my kids came Mm -hmm. I I seen that it was taking a toll on my wife that I was, you know, gone mm-hmm. all the time. So not only that, I wasn't having time with my kids. And I realized that the change had to be made, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, my reputation at work. Oh, like, you know, I work all the overtime and I work all the weekends. How how is that like how is that having that how is having that reputation going to benefit my family? You know? Yeah. Like it's is it about making my crew leader happy? Is it about making any of my bosses happy? No, it's not. That mm. it's it's about you know keeping the kids happy. It's about keeping my wife happy. You know, those the my wife and my kids are the mm-hmm. two reasons why, you know, I go to work. Mm. It's to support them. So what good is it, you know? If I'm trying to please other people by, you know, working all the time, that don't matter, mm. you know? And that's something that I have to come to terms with is, wait, it's just, am I living life? Am I going to work every day to make my crew leader happy, mm-hmm. to make my boss happy? No, it's to make my wife and my kids happy, it's to put a roof over their heads, you know, it's to feed them. That's why I go to work. As soon as I came to terms with that, you know, I had to cut, I had to really cut my schedule so now you know I don't do Saturdays I don't do Sundays ever the weekends is for my kids Mm -hmm. um I I I try not to work unless they need me on the weekdays I try to be home um, by four o'clock every day yeah and that's that that's my commitment to the kids so Mm -hmm. it it all starts with the it all starts with the commitment yeah um you gotta commit to one thing you know and i really hope it's not your boss or your crew leader or your supervisors Mm. you know like that commitment doesn't matter they're not going to be there when you're in your you know your deathbed it's only going to be your family so you know you really gotta come to terms with who you're gonna who you're trying to please who you're trying to impress and if you are trying to impress your superiors why does that even matter you know they don't care about you i mean some do but you know most care about the money that you're going to make but your family will always be there <sighs> so my advice would be to you know just take care of your family we're hard-working men so why why um you know why don't you take take the, take that same energy that you'd use on the weekends or mm-hmm. you know take the same energy that you put into overtime and give it to your kids and family they need it more you know
0: yeah huh that, that i've never heard it like that that's that's awesome to see you uh, parallel that with work and, and hard work. You know what I mean? That That's absolutely right, brother, to be able to use that same hard work ethic and put it into your yeah. family, you know, sew it into your family. You know, yeah. um, one of the things I always, you know, keep hearing in my own head is you can't serve two masters and you're absolutely right. You hit the nail right on the head of that. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve your job or are you going to serve, you know, your family you know yeah what I wanted to ask you Zeus just to kind of you know get on topic because you're recently on that show I wanted to ask Mm -hmm. you what did you learn okay on that show tough as nails what did you learn about yourself
1: oh man (laughs) for I, I cannot put a price on this life experience that I gained like you know, besides the money that I could have won, besides the truck that I could have won, mm-hmm. like, dude, the life experience came free. And that is probably the greatest thing that I got to take out of this. I learned, I learned so much about myself. I learned, uh, you know, I learned so much about other people. <clears throat> Being in Hawaii, I would say, you know, Hawaii is Hawaii.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're just different. Not in a bad way but we're just everything is different as small you know as little as the words that we use you know i i learned that you know methods methods as in leadership like leadership methods here may not or may not work as well if you take them elsewhere mm-hmm. learning how to you know kind of adapt like you would say mm-hmm. and learn pretty fast how to lead others right mm-hmm. uh just the terminology terminology and the terms you use it's so different you know compared to I guess what other people are used to but uh, you know I I learned that I would say one of the biggest things that I learned up there is Mm -hmm. it's okay to rely on others you know it's okay to use others as a crutch if you need support and I'm only saying this because you know everybody had a background everybody had certain life skills that you didn't have so in some of those challenges you had no choice but to use people you mm-hmm. know and rely on them rely on your team and you know for me i'm a lineman i can do it all you know i'm well-rounded i, I can adapt on the fly i don't need your help <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, but but you know it, when i was up there you know i was like man like i really know nothing about this mm-hmm. like you know, it came to the point where I, I had to kind of be like, be the leader, please. You know, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. Ha- you, have the li- you have the life experience and we need your experience right now. So we need you to step up, you know, mm-hmm. as t- if you don't want to take the leadership role, at least, you know, tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, what Murph said from season one is part of being a good leader is to know, you know, when you have to turn those leadership, um, turn the leadership role over yeah and you know it's something that i had to do i mean at work you know i'm so used to being the leader and Mm -hmm. you know delegating the tasks but it's easy to do when you have the knowledge you know yeah you don't when you don't have the knowledge it it Mm -hmm. it kind of uh you know puts you back um you know, to the good old days when you're just the grounding. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But, yeah. When you're when you're supposed to be seen, not
1: heard, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah, I I love how it just you know it was humbling. It was humbling, and I'm I'm glad you know it humbled me. So mm-hmm. not not that I'm a you know I'm a real in person like I'm a I'm a real like more quiet guy, you know. Yeah, but. I am still a leader, for sure, you know, in my own respect. Um, but, yeah, I would say that that's one of the, you know, biggest things that mm-hmm. the show has taught me.
0: Yeah, I, I could totally see that, you know what I mean? You got all these different backgrounds and everything, you know what I mean? And, you know, as linemen, we do, you know, we, we, we can do anything. I, I firmly believe we can do anything, Right. May not be perfect, you know what I mean, but like they say, you know, we're a jack of all trades, master of none, you know. What I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we we can do anything we put our minds to. I, I firmly believe that as lineman. But when you come down to, you know, uh, I don't know, framing or whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah, we know how to frame a pole. We know how to use a hammer. We know, uh, you know, our trade based consistently on not losing any steps. Right. Isn't that what these, they yeah. always tell you, you know, don't waste any steps, right. Exactly. Do all the yeah. work you can while you're there, you know, and that's be efficient. Stuff. Be efficient. Exactly. So yeah. that transpires into other trades as well. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah.
1: That is like as a lineman efficiency mm-hmm. is something that I take anywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Like I could use that anywhere. So uh, yeah.
0: But it's cool to see that you were able to be like, you know what, I don't know what the heck's going on here. You be the leader. I mean, and just check your ego, you know what I mean? Cause you know what I mean? And that's,
1: yeah, that's like the big thing too, is there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. You know, Mm. there's so many men out there that, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to say that you don't know how to do something. It's Mm -hmm. okay. You know, to, it's okay to lose, you know, um, but you know, there's this whole persona that, oh, like we're linemen and we're tough. Like, you know, we got tats all over our bodies and you know, we're just we're just tough. But you know, as tough as we are, like be real. We're all human beings. It's okay to be real. Like you don't have to hide behind this persona of being tough. Like I cry, you know, yeah. I I I mean, you know, it, you know, it's funny after the first challenge. I was uh, I was getting a lot of uh, comments like oh you let a, you let a girl beat you and this and that and I'm like yeah she beat me she beat me fair and square you know like there's nothing that I could have done I hmm. gave it my all <laughs> like whether she's a female or not she's I mean she's a beast you know yeah um like so I was getting that you know that question quite a bit and I was just like Dude, i gave it everything i got that's the bottom line It she beat me fair and square so mm-hmm. it is what it is um there's no excuse behind it and it's that's what i want to you know tell people is like you know we're macho whatever but you know if you lose just accept it there just don't make any excuses mm-hmm. like own up you know just own up to your to whatever it may be mm-hmm. there really was no excuse that's why you know <laughs> like, i don't know what you want me to say
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but,
1: Uh, Yeah, I think as a leader too, you know, owning up to your actions, you know, when you lost, just eat the loss. And we, we learn and move on from that. That's, that's uh, one of the biggest things my dad taught me in life too. It's get past failure. Mm. Failure is a necessity. Failure will level you up every time because, you know, if, you know, as human beings, the the biggest thing that we lack is consistency. Mm. Once we hit a wall, we're not going to go anymore, you know? But if you can, you know, get over that wall when you mm-hmm. hit it, that's when you're going to grow. That's when you're going to level up, you know? And that's something that, like, I'm in love with failure, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love <laughs> failure because, you know, as negative as failure is at the moment, I always know that something good is going to come out of it.
0: Yes absolutely and I I agree with you too man and you hit the nail right in the head when you talked about complacency right or or not complacency sorry uh uh being uh uh committed being um god what'd you just you just said um not complacent (laughs) um not committed but uh Man, I just slipped my mind, brother. <laughs> but, no, but you're, good. no, no, it was such a good point though, man. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you know, you're talking about being how people now, you love failure, right? Yes. How it teaches yes. you and it causes you to growth and that's, that's stretching mm-hmm. you and stuff like that. And there's always a lesson behind everything that we do, whether it be failure or not. And you're absolutely right. As, as men, you know, as linemen, we tend to say that we don't have no problems whether it be in our health or whatever you know and mm-hmm. I liken that to my brother you know I lost him this past year he was 38 years old it was the day before his. sorry th- about that man oh uh, yeah no thanks brother uh, day before his 39th birthday right totally healthy strong dude looked perfect you know just fit lineman He was a great hunter and uh he went on a hunting trip with his wife and he pulled out a big monster bull elk thought he could carry it out by himself. Cause I mean, this is one of those guys who could pick up a 50 KVA off the back of a truck and set it down. You know what I mean? Just a strong dude, bro. And, uh, he pulled out this elk overexerted himself. Next thing you know, he's caping it and his wife goes in to, to get the, the show up ready so they can leave. And she comes out and she finds him dead. You know what I mean? Wow. She had a heart attack, dude. Massive heart attack. It, you know, his heart exploded and, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we never know. And as men, we don't want to go see the doctor, right? We don't want to say anything's wrong with us, whether exactly. it be just a little pain or, you know, yeah, numbness exactly. down your arm. Uh, no, I'm a man. I don't need to go. You know, I don't know how many times I've worked where I'm coughing up a lung, right? Mm-hmm. And then it turns into pneumonia and then my back starts hurting and I'm still at work busting my butt. And, yeah. you know, My wife's like, you got to go to the doctor. Something's wrong. I finally go see the doctor and the doctor's looking like, how are you even walking? You got pneumonia, bro. Your lung is collapsing. But yet I'm still at work giving her hell. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And at men, we need to check that ego as linemen, as as fathers, you know, there's so many people that are counting on us, dude, our wives, our children, and we need to check that ego and go get checked, go, Go get help. If you're, if you're having a hard time being engaged with your children, I mean, this is what the show is for, right? That's why I bring Mm -hmm. on guests like you. So you can give out an idea, you know what I mean? Be like, Hey, this is what I do. I take these drives with my children because I don't want to get complacent. You know what I mean? And that's the whole premise of this show is it's for guys who are looking for help, who don't want to say they need help. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I agree.
1: I would say, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm trying to change mm-hmm. in this field of work is men's egos, you know, and it's something that I feel like I could accomplish because, you know, I have a good, um, I have a pretty good status at my job. Um, mm-hmm. I have a good reputation. I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty fit, uh, bigger dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I definitely I fit the role. If you look at me, you're like, okay, this guy's tough, right? I just look tough, Mm -hmm. but I'm a, what I preach to everyone is I might look tough, but I'm a, you know, I'm a regular dude and it's okay to feel this way, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so when we're at work, like you don't have to act or pretend that, you know, you're this tough person. If you're not, Mm -hmm. it's okay to not be tough. It's, it's really okay. You know? Yes. But I think, like especially in the field of uh, work, you know, linemen, um, we're supposed to be tough. You know, mm-hmm. we're supposed to never get hurt. We're supposed to never cry. You know, and if you live like that, like just be real. respects real. You know, I mean, everybody, everybody loves real when when someone realizes that this dude is real, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when you get more respect. I feel like, you know?
0: Yeah, no. And I I agree with you. It's, you know, you're, you're being authentic and people can relate to you more. And that even, that even goes back to even being just a good leader. You know, I I hear you talk a lot about leadership, you know, that's something that interests you. And I think that a lot, a lot of young men should aspire to, you know, to be, next generation to, to raise up next men. You know what I mean? That's where yeah. uh, a society's failing. Cause we're not raising leaders anymore. We're not, we're not, you know, we're, you yeah. we don't even know how to raise people, you know? And I mean, it's good to see that you're putting an interest in leadership right now. And I think men are being called more than ever to become leaders, you know, but in order to go from a, To see, you got to go through B, you know what I mean? To go there, you got to grow there, right? So you got to go through these tough times. You got to have this this moment of stretching, right?
1: Absolutely. And let me tell you, dude, my stretch was not easy. You know, coming up as a groundsman throughout my entire apprenticeship and day after day after day, just constantly, you know, taking cracks and... One of the things, one of the biggest things that I can say Mm -hmm. is if you really want to level up, and I never understood this until later in my apprenticeship, if you want to level up, if you want to be successful in this trade, if you want to be better than everyone else, Mm -hmm. you have to read. You have to read the textbooks. You cannot, don't cheat on the test. Don't skip the test. Read the textbook. Once you read the textbook, once you understand the whys, Mm. that's when you're going to level up and that's when that's when you're going to surpass the guys who have 10 years on you you know Mm -hmm. when you when you read the books that's going to put you years and years above everyone else because let me tell you nobody else reads the books Mm -hmm. nobody knows why you know and you know when i started reading the textbooks um like you know the lineman uh the handbook yeah, yeah. Right. So when I was a primary apprentice, I read the entire book maybe like two or three times, and dude, like my knowledge just from reading that alone mm-hmm. flew it flew to the roof, and I leveled up like <laughs> extreme like a, a, I took a huge step in my career after I read, mm-hmm. and that opened up so many doors for me, dude. And then you know I'm starting to delve into training more now, and hopefully you know get a position as a trainer. Um, sooner than later. Um, but yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. I'm, I'm glad to see that you're you're trying to level up in every area of your life. You know what I mean? Whether it be fatherhood or or being a trainer mm-hmm. at work, being a leader, you know, I just want to encourage you to continue on the path you're going, dude. You know, I see you having, John Maxwell talks about being a leader, right? All a leader is, is having influence. You know, when people are following you, you have influence over their life. So whether you like it or not, whether you understand it or not, you are a leader and people are going to follow you. So I just want to encourage you, brother, to keep doing what you're doing. Be a leader at your home. Be a leader at the workplace. Be a leader on, on social media, whatever you need to do. Let's change that culture together, brother. And I thank I you for coming on here, bro. It, it's been such an honor and a privilege to have you on here, dude. I mean, you're a you're a brother, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And I thank you, dude. And uh, how can people get a hold of you, Cyril? If they want to get a hold of you talk to uh, you.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to you know, talk a little bit more, um, my Instagram, just uh, Zeus underscore Hawaii. That's my Instagram account. You guys can check it out or message me whenever you want. Also, I just made a Facebook account. Um, so you can look up my name, Cyril Antai, uh, Zeus in parentheses. But yeah, check me out. You guys can uh, hit me up anytime.
0: I just friended you, by the way, on Facebook.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I I I just made one like last week.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, there he is right on, man. Well, right on, man. Thank you for coming on here. And, you know, tell your beautiful family we said hello and just take care of everything, dude. And I'll keep in touch with you, brother. And I thank you for coming on the show. And I'll let you know when it comes out. Okay, brother? Yeah, please do. Thanks for having me. Take care. Absolutely, brother. Thank you.